Coffin Talk would love your support. Please take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and rate it in your app. Also, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. You can find all these links in the episode notes. Thank you so much for your loyalty and support. Hi, I'm Mike Oppenheim, and you are listening to Coffin Talk, Interviews with the Living, a weekly podcast that explores how our views on death affect the way we live our life. This week, we have a very special guest. His name is Christian Sunberg, and Christian, when he was a young child, remembered his existence before coming to Earth. He also began to have out-of-body experiences. Um, I'm going to let Christian speak more about all this and obviously ask him a lot of questions, but that's his bio, and I figured it would be best to start with that. And uh, up until today, I've never actually formally met Christian. So Christian, hello. Welcome. (laughs) Hello. Thank you very much, Mike. (laughs) Glad to be here. Um, It's really great to have you. I've been really excited to talk to you about this stuff. Um, Your bio covers like three of my five favorite topics to discuss. So I'm eager. But before I do that, I do ask every guest uh, a standard question, which is just how old are you? Where did you grow up? And uh, what generation do you belong to, if any? (laughs) Yes. So my body is 41 right now. I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania. I am there at the moment. So USA, eastern time zone. Uh, I'm not sure what ta- what uh, generation that puts me in, maybe between X and Y, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, the body's 41, but uh, you know, I don't necessarily associate specifically just with uh, age, <laughs> like we all do. We're just having this, having this experience. But yeah, I've been here in northwestern Pennsylvania for probably the majority of my life. Yeah, definitely the majority of my life as I think about it, yep. Cool. I went to a pit, so I used to live up there. Well, I guess we should just dive into it because your story is uh, fantastic. And I mean, in the truest sense of the word, and I think people are probably just dying to hear the story. So in whatever way you want to tell it and you're used to telling it, um, you can probably start when you were a young child and just go from there. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll try to be brief because I've I've definitely, you know, I've shared the story a number of times and it's it's very difficult to put into words. Uh, and I know how this sounds, <laughs> you know, and I know. I know that, you know, the nature of what I'm trying to share here is not something we typically discuss in the mainstream, at least. Um, and, and I also just really want to say as a disclaimer that words cannot possibly describe what I'd like to attempt to say. Um, there's just no way to describe our higher nature, what we truly are beyond Earth, beyond the human experience, because words are forms, they're symbols specific to our world. And, you know, they're based in the understandings of our local world and like just things like linear time and discrete location, you know, fundamental assumptions that (laughs) make their way into everything we try to communicate. We transcend all of that. So there's just no way to possibly articulate the breadth and the depth of what we really are from here. But but I'll, I'll, I'll try, you know, I'll share my experience and please do interrupt at any time you know, with any thoughts or questions, um, you know, that's, that's totally, that's totally fine. Okay. And if you don't hear me say anything, it's because I'm just like short of breath, <laughs> pensively listening. <laughs> so no, no, I mean, I thank you. No, I mean, I feel like what I have to share, I, I, you know, it's a lot of people find it very interesting, of course, but the thing is we all come from a much, much bigger context and history than what we remember <laughs> in our human lives. And I'm not special in any way. Um, it's so, you know, I, I know you say it's fantastic and, but you know, like we're all brothers and sisters and we've all come on this incredible journey all the way to here, <laughs> to, to this point in our human lives. 
we are much more than this and we're all very unique and, and amazing beings for even coming here, <laughs> honestly. So, but, so thank you, but I just want to highlight that because it's, it's, it's not specific to me. You know, every one of us is a, an amazing being, an amazing soul that has come on this very long journey and here we are. <laughs> so, okay. So, so I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. So I remember a, all right. So first of all, when I was a young child, I had some pre-birth memory and uh, that memory left me by the ages of maybe five or six, you know, somewhere around there, definitely by seven. I had no recollection of this at all. And then when I was the age 30, I took up a long-term meditation practice. And after a few months, I began to have out-of-body experiences. And then this memory kind of around that same time, um, you know, began to spontaneously return. And I certainly didn't expect it. It was quite eye-opening, but it also was the most normal thing in the world when these memories returned. It was like, it was just like there were leaves on the ground and somebody had blown leaves away and now, oh yeah, there's the ground, you know, like no big deal. It's the most normal thing ever. And there it is. Okay. So, so I remember a very, very long time ago. Okay. And I say a long time ago, but it also feels very much like it's happening now so it's like the most ancient ancient feeling but also now coming across a being who had been physical this is before i had ever been physical coming across a being who had been physical and i sensed and felt from him the quality of his nature and his essence it was so beautiful and full of power and joy and freedom and it was just it was so i, I can't describe the quality of this being's essence is the best way i can put it and i asked him and this is telepathic it's not words when we share when we're in those reality systems everything is shared telepathically we just exchange emotion and thought in huge chunks all at once um i asked him oh my my, my goodness do you feel as a as amazing and full of of joy as i feel that you feel and he said yes and he like kind of shared it with me and i went deep into it and i asked him because I, I felt like the quality of who he was. And I asked him, my goodness, like, what could you possibly have done to be this? <laughs> like, I was just totally marveling at, at who he was and what he was. And he shared with me that he had been physical. He had lived physical lives. And he shared one in particular where, where he had suffered from a long-term pain, a long-term chronic ailment or illness of some kind. And the way that he met that experience, the way that he met the the pain and the the discomfort and the the you know the trauma even of this experience allowed this incredible refinement of what he was and who he was. And I asked him, like, my goodness, were you healed? You know, because I could feel how deeply wounded he was in this life. And, and he shared yes, and I could felt feel the depth of how everything that he had suffered in his life was healed. And I was so blown away. I said, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Like, I was just totally inspired. And he said, well, go talk to your guides. <laughs> um, but he also communicated this, like, um, almost in a playful way, like, yeah, that's what they all say. Like, it's hard in a way, like, it's hard in a way you don't know. Because at the time, I was in a state where I, I didn't know, you know, I had not experienced that type of challenge, you know, the type of challenge that we can sometimes experience here while we're physical. Sorry, uh, real quick. This is a memory from before you were Christian Sunberg, but after other human lives? 
No, I had not been physical at all yet. You had never been physical. Okay, I, I did want to double check that. Okay, so that's what I was tracking with, but I just wanted to make sure. All right. Yeah, this is before any any of. Okay, so when I say physical, I mean there are you know many different types of experiences possible in our universe and and others too. But I'm I I don't know a lot of the detail of all of those. I just know that I've lived many many times since then, and I went back and found this being later. And I shared with him that I was in the process of doing this <laughs> and he, and he was encouraging. Very cool. Very cool. Um, but I knew that I wasn't done yet. When I went back to him, I knew that like, I still had refinement to experience and to go through. Okay. So the majority of my pre-birth memories of a time that is somewhat immediately preceding this life as Christian. Um, so I had taken a long break from a preceding life. I just I was just done with the physical thing for a while, and I remember relaxing and rejuvenating and living joyfully in a in a different system, different reality system for a long time. And this guide coming to me repeatedly and asking, "Are you ready to go back yet? Are you ready to go back yet? Are you ready to go back yet?" And I kept putting them off and being like, "No, I'm not ready yet. No, I'm not ready yet." And finally, being like, "Okay, all right, I'm ready." And I remember reviewing with this guide what I can only describe as my state like who who I am, who I had been. Um, this is really hard to describe, but it's like reviewing like qualities maybe or depths of energy that I knew. It's, re- it's really hard to put words on it, but it, it was like a review of who I, who I am and who I have been and what I understood. Uh, it, well, it was from the perspective of my higher self, but the, it was all the things that I had known and been and done. And it was very clear the like the thing that i needed to work on i I don't like the word work on that makes it sound like that makes it sound too much like a task it's not a task but it was very apparent like if it was like i don't know this is just a very crude human metaphor but it's like if you look at like a a chart or something like a bar chart it was like the one thing that was that needed to be addressed like that line was like (laughs) (laughs) it was glaringly obvious and i'm like oh yeah i really gotta do i really gotta do something about that and and that thing that thing was a fear a very very deep low vibration fear that had bested me in a previous experience so there was a previous a previous physical experience that i had where that fear had overcome me and i had become an egoic monster actually in that in that life as a response to the fear because i rejected it i couldn't handle it so i ended up just getting twisted by it and I ended up dying an agonizing death in that life. And I was not helpful for other people in that life. So I, I knew I could see from this point of view, my goodness, like it, that would, it would be amazing if I could process that, heal that, bring, like expand into that. And, 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 and uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like refine even in that direction might be the best way to put it. And I remember seeing that even from there, this was such a low vibration. This was such a deep fear, such an extreme experience in one direction that I remember asking, is it even possible? Like, has any other being in creation ever done something this extreme in this way? And I was told, yes, and you have all of time available to you to do so. There's no hurry. And I just knew, and this sounds so strange to me now as the human, <laughs> but I just knew that if it could be done, I, I would do it. Like I had, I had total, I had total confidence because I knew the, the, the immortal powerful nature of what we really are. And so, okay. So then 
So, so they, then they brought me a life package, like a life opportunity that was a really good match for this intention to process this fear. And this life that they brought me, I reviewed it and it, it was very appropriate, like super good match. And I remember accepting the life and then I remember accepting the veil. Okay, so this is the thing I remember the most about all of this. This isn't for this life though, this is for the life right before this. I remember, I remember this, okay, this is so hard to explain. Imagine that your awareness, the body of your awareness, like your, the awareness that you know in your body right now, imagine that that awareness was connected to all things and all knowledge and was totally free and full of all love and joy. And it's like, so we start at this very, very high vibration uh, place. I'm, I'm using terms that sound like dualistic terms. We actually transcend all duality. So I'm not, I don't mean this literally, but it's, but we, we are at a place that is very high vibration by comparison. And, and then the veil is, at least for me, the way I experienced it was this incredible plummet in vibration, a dive down, 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 lower, 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 where all of my knowing was cut off and all of my connectedness disappeared. And it was like, go, it was like, I don't know, like I like to, I like to describe it like an amplifier that produces a sound pitch, like, and then you turn down the knob and you turn to the bottom. And then when it gets to the bottom, you turn it down some more. And then, and then you turn it down more and more and more and more. Keep going, turn it down some more and then turn it down some more after that. Like that, it, it was so extreme, this, this plummet in vibration and it was so alien feeling and I felt like all of what I was was being erased and all of my connectedness was vanishing. I felt separate and alone. And so I was there for a short, well, a very short amount of time. And I said, you know what? I am not doing this. There is no way I'm going to tolerate this low vibration for a lifetime. So, uh, so I, I, I basically I responded in fear and, and in my fear, I, I summoned my might my strength, my full strength, and I smote the veil. I fought my way out again. And I succeeded in doing that. I made it back and I was on the other side again and I was free. But I could see very clearly that I had killed the fetus that I was to that was to be me. That was to be my body. And I had a life I had a I had a life review for that very, very short experience. You know, I don't know how long I was there. But it's not very long. I was still in the womb. I had never even been born. But I could see how my fear had affected the not only the poor mother, but hundreds of other people who were affected by the mother because I had heaped grief on the mother, um, by, you know, because because she had lost the child, lost the child that was to be me, you know, that I was to be. So, and and I knew like I had all these great intentions, and then but I could see very objectively like wow, like I have so much fear. Like I mean, I went in with these great intentions, but all I did is make not only the mother's journey more difficult, but hundreds of other people. See, because from that side, we know that, okay, we're not the human characters. We're the players. You know, we're the, we're the souls who are playing the game. And all these beautiful, brave souls that had signed up and were living this human experience, I, I couldn't believe that I had made their journeys more difficult because of my fear. Oh, wow. Okay, so but I still wanted to do this. I still so so I still had the same intention. I still wanted to re-engage this fear, but I didn't want to fail again. You know, I didn't want to reject the experience the way I did the first time. 
So I spent some time practicing in a in a place. It was like a room, which I, I just I'm just calling that this is not a, I don't know what this is the term I'm using, but I'm calling it a veil acceptance simulator, like a place where you go and you practice let, surrendering your control and and allowing it's like being plunged underneath a dark pool or something like being pushed under the water and except in this pool if you get too freaked out you can cry uncle and they'll let you out <laughs> you know that, that kind of thing to to practice to practice the the uh the veil acceptance action you know to practice surrendering your control sufficiently so i did that for a while and i could tell you the real thing is a lot more difficult than the simulator <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, okay, so then they brought me this life, and I re remember reviewing this life as Christian in incredible detail. I remember reviewing what I can only describe as a vast, vast flowchart. Um, it, it was like if you take a tree and laid it on its side, and you started at the thick end of the trunk and then worked your way out to the branches, it was kind of like that with all the many, many possibilities of what could happen in this life um it wasn't it was it was not pre-scripted but it was pre-seen all the possibilities that were like you know predicted ahead of time and my free will choice making and the free will choice making of every every other single player in the game was all affecting you know would all affect how this would really actualize how it would play out and i could experience from this point what it would be like to be me you know it wasn't so much about i mean there were events in it but it wasn't so much about events. It was more focused on what is it like to be Christian here at this moment and in this moment? Like, like what is the experience like? You know, because, because when we evaluate things from that, that side, it's not so much like on earth, we tend to focus on, oh, I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to buy this object. I'm going to go whatever this. From, from the higher perspectives, what's communicated is more like your actual experience. Like who exactly who are you? Exactly what are you experiencing with no, <laughs> you know, nothing missing. So reviewing, so I reviewed the life from that type of perspective. And I asked many questions about the life. I made requests. Like, for instance, I asked um, to be intelligent again in this life because I knew that I had been intelligent in recent lives and that I, I knew that that was a trait that I preferred. And they said, they said, yes, I could do that. And I knew that certain qualities of the parents were very important for my mission because I knew that, like, for instance, I knew that my father would instill a confidence in me when he raised me. And that confidence would be really important for me to have a rock to stand on when this fear arose, you know, in my life, in my early adult life. Um, okay, so. So I reviewed all these details in this flowchart, and I remember there having to be a moment to say yes to the life, and I don't remember that exact moment, but I do remember then being in this waiting area where I was like kind of in an in-between state, ready to go, and then all of a sudden this guide coming to me and grabbing my attention like, go now, <laughs> like very like abrupt, like almost rude, you know, like grabbing, like kind of grabbing my shoulders and yelling in my face kind of thing, like go now, right now. And I remember, okay, 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 now I remember like, like, okay, like getting, being jarred a bit and then being in this place that I can only describe as a, uh, the words are so poor, but it's like a, like a mechanic shop or a tinkerer's shop where there were these beings that were very mechanical in nature and they do this thing where they apply the veil 
um, at least this is what I experienced. They applied the veil to me. They so they have okay. The the veil is is like organic. It's specific to the individual, and the soul has certain many rich qualities. And then the life and the biology and all the context has something going on. And they do this thing where they make it fit. They like they make it all jive. I I don't know how to. It's like an energetic matching. I don't know how to describe it, but they did that. And then they asked me, are, one last time, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, I said, yes. Cause I knew once I said yes here, this was it. Once, like once I, once I said yes here, there was no getting out of the roller coaster. Oh yeah. Totally <laughs> like, understand. You have yeah. to remain until <laughs> stay in until the ride comes to a complete stop kind of thing, you know? <laughs> totally. Um, so, so I said, yes. And then I remember this incredible plummet in my vibration. Once again, down, 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 lower, 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 feeling all of my knowing be cut off, feeling all of my connectedness disappear. And it was like, it it was like arriving to a vacuum, you know, like a place where there's no heat, there's no air, there's nothing, there's just emptiness. And it also felt incredibly dense. So it was like empty and dense at the same time. And so this time I just focused on not fighting it, you know, because I didn't want to repeat what I had done the previous time. So I just focused on letting the veil, like letting go and surrendering to the veil and letting it do what it would do to me, like giving it full, full, uh, you know, access to cloak over me. I, I mean, it's a bad word, but like to come over me and to have it rest like on and in my, the body of my awareness. And okay. So I did that. And then I was there for a little while. And then I sent one message back to the technicians. Did it take and they sent one message back, yes. And I was like, oh, good. So I, I knew that I had made it. I knew that I had arrived to the physical. So then I was here for a while. And then eventually I said, you know what? I am not doing this. This is not happening. This is so dark. This is so low vibration. There is no freaking way I am doing this. So once again, I began to muster my might to fight my way out. And as I did that, the most holy moment of my physical life as Christian happened. And this is very powerful and beyond powerful. It's so, it's so, it's so deep in my being that I cannot possibly put it into words, but the the great I am of God came to me and expanded me back out and showed me all of the galaxies and all of the universe and beyond and i felt it all within me within the body of me i felt the churning of our own sun like the like the sun of earth i mean it was like the burn the 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 burning of the sun was like a like a burning bliss inside me and i felt just endless freedom and joy and and the spirit said to me, this is still what you are. You can never not be this. And when it said that, I I relaxed because I was like, oh, so I, I didn't lose all that I am. Okay, that's that's wonderful. So I let go and I relaxed into the simple state of being there in the womb. And I was there for a while. And the next thing I remember is the day I was born. I remember the shock and the cold and the touching and the lights and the sound and i remember i remember looking at these nurse i now know they're nurses but at the time i had no idea what was going on at all i had no intellectual understanding no context in my mind it was just totally 
totally new and I had no idea what was happening, but I could see these nurses taking care of me and I felt love for them. And I felt this incredible amount of curiosity. Like, where am I? Like, what is going on? What is this place? (laughs) And um, I was just, you know, kind of, I remember just being bewildered and confused and shocked by all the sensory experience. And that, that, so that's the last memory I had for a while. I mean, I have a few very, very weak memories as a baby here and there, like laying in my crib and stuff and not very much. But then as I got to be older, I remember like being in a diaper and referring back to these memories to see what was going to happen. Like I remember checking into the flow chart and just like trying to cheat a little bit, like just well, simple things like like I remember thinking, like, who's going to come over to our house tomorrow? You know, just like simple little things. And as I got older, the ability to do that diminished. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to cheat anymore. <laughs> as I got more and more focused into the physical, the veil got thicker. Um, and then, um, you know, as I, I remember also having certain assumptions from the other reality that I assumed would be true here. For instance, I remember assuming that we would be able to feel each other's emotions here on Earth because that's very normal in other reality systems to, sh- to share what we feel and to feel our connectedness and to know what the other person is feeling, exactly what they're feeling. And, you know, I sort of soon learned that's not, <laughs> that's not how it works on Earth. That's incredible. I have a million questions. I can definitely chisel them down to like most important to least. Um, is there anything else you want to state before I? No, no, that's, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. And I want to let you know that that was beautiful. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. A lot of it, um, connected with me, even like metaphors and extended metaphors. And, uh, a lot of it really came down to what I try to focus on when I meditate, um, which is this state of pure bliss that I dive into and am in, but when I'm there, I can't think about here. And then when I'm here, I can, I can think about there, but I can't be in both at the same time. So I guess that's kind of my first question is, am I relating what I'm talking about? Well, and is that kind of a part of what you're describing when you say that, we can never actually not be connected to that bliss that the burning sun feeling the energy of the I am. Yeah. So here on earth, we are at an extreme vibrational place. Uh, if you think about like, like, okay, so like there is no geographic place. There's no such thing as geographic places. That's just an, we just experienced, we experience distance. The, the, the deeper, distance even though this isn't a fundamental distance either but the deeper distance is vibrational that is that we right now are, are in a state that is an extreme state of artificial separation so we and we don't remember <laughs> you know we, we don't remember the rest of what we are and that's a part of the game so when we come here to if we like we, we come to have the full experience of being human and being physical okay and in order to have the full experience, we need to we need to dive all the way in and come and 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 come to this vibrational place. So and and then okay, so there's like a you might want to think of like a vibrational location, like we're like in a body of consciousness, like you know, like a a low vibration corner of I don't know, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but if you imagine the collective consciousness of humanity as like a pond or something with a certain vibration going on, we're a part of that right now. And so because that vibration is comparatively so low, um, it is often difficult for us to find and feel the bliss of our being because that's the nature of the, of the uh, you know, illusory thing we got going on here, the simulation. Our true nature is always 
love and peace and joy and bliss. It always is. But the more we focus into the physical and the more we focus on our stories about the physical, the deeper we are here in this vibration. And it, so it, our focus is very powerful, actually. You know, we, we get lost in all these thoughts and all these, all these things I have to do, I have to be, I have, you know, all the demands of life, all the pains, all the stories. We get so wrapped up in those stories and we get wrapped up in our interpretation about the stories. So the meaning that we put on them and the beliefs that we've bought into, when we lose ourselves in that interpretation and in those beliefs and in the story, that is the vibrational step away. And so when we let go of that, we very naturally, um, it's not even that we rise up, it's more like it rises back up to us because you can't actually go get it, so to speak, at least is how I experience it. It's just that our true nature is that higher, is that higher vibration. So it's like we, we just let go of what we're not. We let go of the story that we're not and the pain that we're not. And then that joy and that peace that is intrinsic to who we are can rise up all on its own. It's like it's like if you look at a um, like a beautiful sunset, you know, and in that moment you're not you're not thinking about your bills, or you're not thinking about your friend who dismissed you or whatever. And in that moment you're just appreciating the beauty. You in that moment, and then you feel it. You know, you feel this. You feel that connectedness. You feel that 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 wonder and that awe. In that moment, you are vibrationally much closer to the truth of who we are just because you've let go <laughs> of, of all that we're not. So yeah, that definitely, that definitely relates. Okay, that's great. And in the process of answering that, you answered other questions I had, uh, which is awesome uh, because I want this... I want something to gel at the end of this conversation and it's about to gel. I can feel it and... Uh, what you said about words is my problem is that I'm trying to articulate and ask you things that I don't really have words for, but I do, I, I do have a, a, a very easy statement to ask you, which is when you say practice surrendering your control, uh, the only issue I have as a literal listener of that advice is I, I seem to need control to pay the bills, to get food, to like, to operate. So I, I just have this issue with like, if I surrender my control, who am I surrendering it to? Yeah, surrendering control does not mean inaction. Um, it's not the same. Surrendering control is about fully experiencing reality for exactly how it is, which means fully facing and processing one's fears, one's own fears. Because the need for control, the, the desperate need, you know, that arises from ego, which is from fear. Um, a, a very evolved being is able to meet rather extreme experiences of earth, even experiences of lack or hardship or pain without suffering, without, without that uh, fear response, because they've evolved enough to, <laughs> to meet it with love and to handle it fully. And, and they're not afraid. So I would say that the key then is basically we need to be willing to face and process our own fear, our own crap. You know, we really need to be willing to find the part of us that is unhealed, the, the, the thing that we've rejected and to actually go look at it. Like we, we spend so much time trying to resist reality and control reality because we're, we're terrified. When I say release control, I mean, go look directly at exactly what is exactly what you feel. 
exactly what what is in your environment right now, exactly what you're experiencing sensory experience wise. Be willing to actually fully go look and feel all. And as you do that, it's it's a release of the need of the ego to do something toward actually experiencing reality itself. When we do that, we can actually then go and, and move and act in peace. We can we can take the actions we need, you know, we can still be productive and be active, um, you know, but we don't have to do so from fear. I mean, that's certainly that's something I've had to work on. I still do, <laughs> you know, try to do that in my own life. It's not, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that fear is the, fear is the, uh, the, the only issue. There isn't really any other, there isn't really any other issue there in, in everything. Fear is the only only real issue and if so if we're willing to actually go face and feel it that's powerful that that's a perfect answer it all connects perfectly for me and i just want to tie some loose ends so like is um so when you fear something that's actually a good sign for your soul's maturity slash project as you said for this game because we're here playing a game and the stakes of the game are you win by facing fears and experiencing the sensations and the emotions of the fear itself. Is that correct? Um, oh, well, first of all, I don't want to, I don't want to limit. I don't want to say you win by a certain way because there's nothing you have to do to win. Okay. Okay. Um, we, we, we are, we are already perfect and there's nothing that actually needs to happen. Even, even as we sometimes go to great lengths to evolve <laughs> those two things are simultaneously simultaneous and they don't contradict i want to say that because it's easy for then the ego to get a new idea like oh now i need to go do this other thing and boy i better get on that there actually actually that you don't have nothing you don't have to do anything if you don't want i mean i'm just saying you're free you're totally free you're so free you can just lay and be and and or or, or watch and just breathe and, and, and it's beautiful and all as well. Because that's in the decision tree that the flowchart. Yeah. Cause if there's this giant flowchart that would inc be included, like Christian Sundberg is allowed to say in a conversation on a podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, uh... Oh, it's not, it's not allowed to, we're, we're allowed to do whatever we like, actually. Um, we're, this is a play, this is like a playground and we can do what we'd like to do with the playground. But to your original point, it is powerful when we face and process our fear and that's just one part of what I would call us success. You know, success is love. Love is love is love is what we're here to do. We're here to love each other. We're here to grow in love, receive love, experience love. We're here to create, be creative. We're very creative beings, and to let the love that we are flow out through our creativity. And what does all that have to do with fear? Fear is to your point when you said it just it, fear is actually a good thing it it is in the sense that fear is just a sign that there is some part of us that has that has yet to evolve it's a sign of yet unevolvedness so it's like a signpost saying this is something you haven't integrated yet if you're afraid of it it's because you have not integrated either the experience or the interpretation you're buying into about the experience or both the processing of fear is like expand like creating more room for the native love to flow into and through and the, the expansion of love is what this is ultimately about the 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 integration of experience is what really what we're here to do and that means integrating even what we call fear fear is just a 
simple word. It, fear means all sorts of everything that we're rejecting, everything that's too big for us to handle, you know, everything that's too scary to look at, everything about our own weakness that we don't want to own. You know, all the things, there's so many things that fear can mean. And as we process those things and integrate that experience and grow in that way, then our native love expands in huge ways because of that. It's not just that we're only, so I'm saying we're not only here to process fear. It's just that that is a, that is a key part of the process of evolution because we're experience integrators. And experience integration means facing and processing even the most difficult experiences if and when we can. That This all makes total sense to me. So is it like fair or unfair that you have this knowledge to yourself? I don't care about the rest of us at all. I'm, I'm saying in, in the progress of your soul's journey, your higher self rather, is it is it like a crutch, a handicap? Like, are you not evolving as much because of it or does it have nothing to do with that? And that's just a part of your journey. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, like I said before, I'm not special in any way. I, I will never, <laughs> I would never claim anything remotely close to that because we all are going through rather unique personal journeys and the veil is unique to, for each of us anyway. Uh, some people are, some people are, some people are more deeply associated well, okay. The other thing is we're all extremely unique souls. Um, like, you know, when we look at each other as humans, we see, okay, you got a head, I got a head, you got arms, I got arms. You know, you're, you you know, you sound kind of look like I do, you know, but as souls, we are incredibly unique. And then we converge into a shared simulation called the human condition where we all are under similar constraints, similar biological constraints. Some people have very different biological constraints and that very much affects what they can experience. You know, the, the constraints of biology are a big part of what we're, what we're doing here. Okay. So I'm just saying that it's unique to each person, but meanwhile, in my case, I actually, in my pre-birth experience requested to have a small amount of memory this time, not because of any kind of fair, it's nothing to do with fair, it's just, it's just, I, I knew, okay. So I asked if I could do it cause I really, I just wanted to. <laughs> and they said, they said that I, they said that I could, but then if I did, it would make the journey even more difficult. Okay. That's precisely what I want to know. Awesome. And so I said, I, so I but I knew that even that difficulty was an opportunity for growth because that, that additional difficulty was more contrast and more contrast equals more opportunity for growth. And I knew that. So I knew that I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sign, I'll do that. That'd be awesome. I'll, I'll do even that. Um, and meanwhile, you know, it sounds like, I've, it sounds like I've shared a lot, but it's just, it's just the very tip of the iceberg. And I'm very, very much veiled. And I'm very thankful that I'm veiled because I do feel a profound amount of homesickness, you know, like on a day-to-day -day basis, I just feel homesick. Like it's, oh, wow. it's not, it's not funny. <laughs> like, uh -huh. No, like I have yeah. a serious, like I, you know, I like just earlier today, I was looking out my window at the, at the world and just being like, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I doing here? This is, this is crazy. Like it just keeps, it's so persistent. This world just keeps going, <laughs> but, but that's the nature, you know, that's the nature of the experience. I'm not rejecting it. I'm, I, I, it's a very valuable opportunity, but it is harder to have, have, have some awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I've never considered that and that. Wow. I've actually joked with my wife many times that I, feel a longing for leaving here, but not because of any sort of suicidal or negative or depressed feeling. It's that I have a strong feeling that it's better and that this is not a punishment, but this is a 
a real test. And part of that has to do with what my story that I tell myself, which I'm going to work on after your awesome advice. Um, I think many, I think many people experience what you just described. I think, I mean, we all, we all know, like the thing is, I'm not saying anything new actually at all. Like we, we all know deep down there's more going on than we see in front of our eyeballs. You know, like we might, we might get sucked into the stories of life and every once in a while though we're always going to go back to is this, is this real there's something more like <laughs> so we all sense it at least in part even though this is a very extreme veiling you know even though we feel very separate right now in a way that is very unique so i can feel someone's energy in this realm like if my wife is in a bad mood she doesn't have to say anything there's like it's, i don't even have to hear her footsteps i can just feel her energy but you talked about feeling like the energy behind like astrology or like a statement. So I'm curious, can you feel the kind of energy that my higher self is? And I'm speaking literally about me. And if the answer is yes, can you feel it through an email, through a conversation? Like, can you describe that? Well, it depends on what state I'm in. Um, if I have been meditating a lot lately, then it's a lot clearer. If I've been focused on work all week and you know, like I can still feel a little bit, but it's pretty mild. But anyway, uh, yeah, so what I typically feel from a person, and I don't need to see them necessarily, I just need to have a good enough URL, I guess you could say, like a Google, you know, I need to, if, if seeing someone and being in their presence helps a lot, because it's, it's very clear. Um, whereas just a name and an email, it's harder for me to get a bead. But if I speak with someone, I can feel them. And then usually what I feel is I feel who they really are. And then like, the human stuff, the human conditioning and psychology and everything within within the larger them but they're always still the real them um i mean yeah I, t I tend to i tend to feel that and if i spend time with someone like meditating with them or something it, it gets deeper and deeper and af after i've done it if like spent a few hours with somebody I, it's i usually can feel quite a bit so if you were like if you did like volunteer work in like prisons with people who have um done things maybe similar to the life you described of your own where they hurt other people and didn't help them and stuff. Do you feel that energy in a negative way or do you just feel it? Um, it well, it, it, okay. So if the local personality is under a lot of fear and a lot of weight, then I will feel, and I'll feel that. So that can be difficult. Um, I think, I think, I mean, I wouldn't call myself like a, an empath in the formal sense of the word, but I think any empaths would agree <laughs> that it can be difficult to be around you know, l lower vibration stuff, uh, you know, for a length of time, it can be very draining. We tend to kind of uh, resonate with each other, so you know, so to speak. So if we feel into that, we tend to kind of go towards their vibration, which can be, you know, in the case of someone who's in a lot of pain or is in a really dark place, it can, it can be difficult. And so I'm going to wrap things up with a question that goes back to like one of the first statements you made, which is you said, we're all here on this incredible journey. And uh, you said like everything single person is incredible for just being here. Oh, yes. And you talked a lot about like coming in and out and taking a long time between lives, so to speak. So I'm curious, like right now there's seven something billion souls on uh, human lives on earth. And I'm assuming they each belong to a very different, unique higher self. How are their higher selves like dying to and waiting in line? Or is it like right now is just a peak time for pure hilarity? Like... <laughs> <laughs> or is this not even close to peak? Well, okay, there's way, way, way more spirits, souls than there are avatars on Earth. Earth is just one tiny, Earth is just one, 
Earth is very high value. It's very, very precious and unique, but it's just one tiny, 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 tiny little, <laughs> tiniest little corner of one universe. And there's, there's, it's so big. But because there are only so many opportunities, being given the chance to play a human and to, and to live a human life is such a profound, precious gift. It is such an honor to even be given the opportunity to be at a, to be at a place where you are being, in, in, you know, gifted, given, like out of all the beings in all the multiverse, you are given, a, given the chance to be this human. You know, and here on Earth, ironically, so many of us just trying to get through the day and we just want to get out. <laughs> you know, so many people are suffering and, you know, so many people just don't like their lives on Earth and, it it's just uh it, it's kind of ironic that we've all forgotten what a precious opportunity it actually is because today today is a huge opportunity it, it really is you know we've come all this way you know we may not even remember making the decision of course but we've come all this way to this moment and it's there's so much preciousness in it that you get to do something with yeah it's it's amazing so anyway i kind of deviated from your question a bit there but yes there are way more of us than there are slots in the game so to be given a chance at one is really a precious chance wow yeah um i have to shelve my list of questions there's just no way i can i can uh, ask them all day all night um so instead I, I have to give you what i give every guest which is uh, just a chance to say anything you want on this platform it's going to reach different people maybe than you've reached before so uh what would you like to tell the people who are listening to this yeah well i mean i think the most important thing i could possibly say is whoever you are listening today, you are loved. You are so loved, specifically you, not just like a nice general big love. You specifically are adored and cherished and held up and celebrated and watched over, and you are precious, and you're not a human. <laughs> I know it seems like you're a human right now. I know that sounds crazy, but you're you're you, okay? And the, the, and the you that you are, the, the you that feels like you to you is having the experience of being human. There's a, so the human content is, is not what you are. It will, it will change. It will eventually pass away, but you will still be you. you. In fact, you will be far more you when the human stuff is done. And in the meantime, you have nothing to fear. Like there's nothing we have to actually be afraid of here. And that is so important that we remind each other of that because if we really consider that, like, man, we are empowered to meet our lives in a way that is more reflective of the love of our true nature. That's incredible. I am so thankful, Christian Sundberg, that you took time uh, from your busy schedule. Um, I strongly encourage people listening to this to buy his book, which is available at awalkinthephysical.com. The book is available for free also. It's not about money. If you go to my website, awalkinthephysical.com, there's a book page, the third link down. It's still the free PDF on Google Books. That's awesome. And thank you, as we always say, for helping us put another nail in the coffin. Um, Christian, I can't thank you enough. You're the first guest I've ever not asked the standard question to, which is what do you think happens when you die because you talked about it in, in great detail yeah, thank you for being thank you for being you and thank you for being human today you know <laughs> thanks for doing this that's awesome well likewise and uh to our listening audience um again thank you so much for listening and we will see you soon